Good evening, and welcome to Midnight Audio Theater, the weekly show where we feature new and original audio dramas, be they adventure, mystery, sci-fi, or comedy. I'm your host, Kathy Ranella. Hello, dear listeners. The midnight hour has been struck here in Columbus, which means it's time for some late-night storytelling. It is a unique November, to be sure, and if you are just tuning in, we are spending this month listening to stories with a Midwest feel, incorporating slice-of-life stories alongside weird and wonderful discoveries. Last week, we heard all of that and more with two series, The Crypto Naturalist, produced locally in central Ohio, and Unwell, which takes place in Mount Absalom, Ohio. Tonight, we return to that small town where Lillian Harper has begun to take up residence, juggling her old ways of life with all of the strange goings-on in two more episodes of Unwell, in The Pageant and Rifled. Unwell is the latest series from Heartlife NFP. Longtime listeners and fans of post-apocalyptic sci-fi will recognize the name, as this is the creative hive mind behind Our Fair City, which, by the way, If you haven't heard Our Fair City yet, be sure to go check it out after the show. There's countless seasons of episodes. It's a really fun, quirky, sci-fi, post-apocalyptic series. I can't recommend it enough. Go enjoy it. In the meantime, Heartlife NFP has been producing audio drama stories since 2011, and Unwell was launched in 2019 with an impressive lineup of cast and crew. This really cannot be understated. Unwell has a notable set of voice actors, writers, and sound designers that could be considered a who's who of the modern audio fiction genre. And the pandemic has not slowed them down one bit, as Heartlife announced last month that Unwell will be returning for season three in February 2021. Which is good news for listeners who have already consumed all 24 episodes to date of this Midwestern gothic mystery. If you haven't heard Unwell yet, it really is worth doing. Um, Everything about the series is layered with a great attention to detail, creating engrossing character conversations, realistic sound design, and a story that sucks you in before you even realize it. But honestly, the only way you'll know what we mean is by listening to it yourself. So, let's get right to it. Here's Heartlife's Unwell, Episodes 3 and 4, The Pageant and Rifled. Enjoy. Hey, everybody, this is Eleanor. And this is Jeffrey. We are the executive producers of Unwell from Heartlife NFP. This episode is brought to you by the Lagunitas Brewing Company's Chicago Tap Room and Beer Sanctuary. Hey, I've been there. Swing by Lagunitas Tap Room in Pilsen or find some near you at lagunitas.com. Life is uncertain. Don't sip. Unwell also gets made with support from our patrons at patreon.com slash heartlifenfp or on our website at unwellpodcast.com. And a special thanks to our supporting producers, Caitlin White, Bill Gardner, Steve Diamond, James Battle, and Anton S. But the cowboys all took a resolution, no bankruptcies we'd go. So we left that drover's bones to bleed. Morning, Abby. Good, you found the coffee pot. Wasn't sure where Mom put it away last time. 
so anyway, I was sorting the mail and I had, uh, what's this? Your business card? To whom it may concern, if you're reading this, it is early in the morning and you're trying to talk to me. I, Abby Douglas, they, them pronouns do not make small talk before 7.30 a.m. No, this is not a joke or a bit. If you talk to me before 7.30, you will get no answer, no exceptions. Also, please give this back because I only made one. You know, my phone says it's literally 7.29. Can I get a little wiggle room? Okay. Tell you what, I will leave your mail right here for you. And I guess do a quick lap of the hallway. Uh, back in a minute. Trail of the Buffalo, student loans, student loans. What the hell? Who's still in bosses stuff? Dear Abigail Douglas, at 8 p.m. this coming Saturday, you are cordially invited to the 230th annual Mount Absalom Founders Day History Pageant and meat raffle. Brew faster coffee, I need you. Okay, the minute has officially ticked over, so. You know the clock on the wall says 7.38? The clock on the wall is wrong. Good morning, Abby. Did you also get invited to- A 230th annual pageant for a town founded 222 years ago? Yes. I was more stuck on the meat raffle. Is that a punk band? A really gross name for a bachelor auction? Haven't you been to one of these before? You're from here, right? I'm not. I'm kind of from here, but I'm not from here, from here. Huh? My mom took over this place from her uncle when he passed. I was about 10. I used to come visit her for the summer, but- Three months a year for 10 years, that's what, 30 months? It'd be like saying you're from wherever you went to middle school, which perish the thought, right? I was almost more like a tourist. I never know what to say to where are you from anyway. Do you go with the place you were born, the place you grew up, the place you live now, the place you lived before then? Do you give the whole rundown of every single place you've ever lived? What are we even looking for when we ask it? I mean, besides the people who are just being racist. Of course. Anyway, I must have missed history pageant and meat raffle season. You think you'll go? Vegetarian. I, I meant the history part's up your alley, right? Adjacent to it, maybe. Not big into pageantry. We're the only ones in the area who got invites. You, me, and mom. Is that weird? How would I know? How do you even know who's invited? The mailman talked to me. How did he know? The Delphics have distinctive stationery. Sorry, the Delphic order, it's- Mount Absalom's answer to the Masons. I know. A gaggle of grown adults playing pretend in a sweaty VFW hall somewhere, occasionally pausing long enough to plan a parade in honor of themselves. Sometimes they host potlucks. Uh, I'll be the only person there between 6 and 60. Then don't go. If I snub the Delphics, everyone in town's gonna give me the owl eye the whole rest of my stay. The what? You know, the owl eye. It's like the stink eye, but with more staring. The owl eye. It's a thing. Not a thing. Do you want some coffee? Oh, that sounds great. Th Good, you can make the next pot. I only brewed one cup. Who does that? Didn't know I'd want more. Morning, Lily. Morning, Abby. Hi, Mom. Oh, is there coffee? No. no. Hey, the Delphics invited us to a thing. A history pageant and meat raffle. 
We haven't had one of those in probably a decade. Can anyone in this town count? Hmm? How is it annual if you don't even do it every year? Founders Day is annual. The rest of it happens whenever the Delphics feel like it. One year, they held a pageant and raffle every Thursday for something like nine weeks in a row. The whole town hall smelled like sausages for months. So what do you think you'll wear? I'm not sure I'm going. Really? Don't you think it'll be kind of awkward? I haven't seen most of these people in over a decade. You know, they still ask about you. They do? What do you tell them? Oh, you know, where you've been living, what you've been doing for money. The last I've heard, at least. You know, if you stay home like a bump on a log, the whole town's going to give you the owl eye. I know. Tell you what, I'll go with the understanding up front that if it gets too weird, we can leave early. Abby, how about you? Oh, I'd rather be anywhere else on Earth. Well, that's a shame. It'd be a great opportunity to really rub shoulders with the people of this town. I wasn't sent here to rub shoulders. I'm here to work. Well, see, the librarian's a member of the Delphix, and the librarian controls who can access all the special collections, including the restricted collection. Sorry. The what? Gosh, I guess I don't know anything more about them. They're restricted. Really old and delicate stuff, I guess, and rare. Blueprints and journal entries and things. They're, what are they called? Preliminary sources? Primavera? No, that's spaghetti. Primary? Primary sources? Where are you going? I'm putting together an outfit. Hey, are you still smoking? I'd like to think I could turn a head or two. (laughs) I meant, I thought I smelled smoke last night. I might have had a cigarette. Might? Could have happened. Mom. Lillian. In the middle of all this, you start smoking again? Well, believe it or not, I'm under some stress right now. Please, can you make an effort to quit? This is me making an effort. I'm only human, Lily. Did you take your pills yet? What's with this Spanish Inquisition? I don't like doing this any more than you do, so can you please answer the question and we can move on. Your pills. Did you take your pills? Why? Because I've got your pill caddy right here, and it's full of what looks like murky water. Oh, thanks for that, by the way. It's great for rinsing out my paintbrushes. Mom! Why even ask if you thought I hadn't taken them? Did you? Yes. Where are they? Is there an old paint-streaked jar upstairs with all your meds in it? That plastic pill thing made me feel like such an old fogey. Wes made me a box for all my medications. It's in my room. Oh, don't make that face. He's a good kid. Actually, you should see this box. He did something with the lid. It looks almost tie-dyed. Did I ever tell you about the time I saw Hendrix live in 68? What, when you were 12? (laughs) I guess some of us can count after all. I don't remember a restricted collection in the library. Me neither. Come on, a little socializing will do them good. Will it, though? At the very least, it'll be funny. Oh. Are these clothes all right? Your outfit's fine, don't worry. How do we even know for sure that this is going to be at the town hall? I cannot believe the invitations didn't even specify a place. Where else would it be? The pond? The auto shop? Mom, 
Speaking of town hall. Here we go. Can I get a promise you won't throw a water balloon at the mayor this year? I was aiming for the gargoyle on the side of the building. Not my fault he left the window open. See, that sounds suspiciously unlike a promise. For Christ's sake, Lily, I'm an old woman. I no longer need to get my kicks chucking balloons at town hall every summer. I pay a neighbor kid to do it. Helps the local economy. I feel like I used to be able to tell when you were kidding. Well, here we are! How do I make a good impression with this librarian? Ooh, you'll want to be careful with Hazel Gibbons. Not much is known about her, but she's got a temper that's legendary around here. Hazel? Happy Hazel? It's an ironic nickname. Like calling a big guy tiny. Now, be a little careful when you talk to her. Don't mention trains, the weather, or the time of day. Don't make direct eye contact when you shake her hand. And whatever you do, don't ask what happened to her eye. Why? What happened to it? We don't know, Abigail. We just don't know. Uh... Hazel, good to see you. Hey there, Dottie. And this must be Lily. It's simply wonderful to see you again. Hi, Hazel. And you are? Abigail Douglas. It's an honor to meet you. You too. So, Lily, looking forward to that speech. Speech? After the pageant and before the raffle, if you could get up for a few minutes and talk a bit about what it's like to be back home again after so long. Just a very spontaneous, off-the-cuff affair, nothing to worry about. I'm giving a speech. Said so on your invitations. Where? Right on the back, underneath where it's said to bring a dish to pass. Tell you what, Hazel, whatever we win at the raffle can be our contribution. An optimistic lady. I like it. Right this way. A speech. Do you think that's really on the card, or am I being gaslighted right now? You know, statistically, they say people fear extemporaneous public speaking more than death. Really? So, on the bright side, you could always get an aneurysm first? Thank you, Abby. Anytime. Shall we then? Test one, two. Test three, four. Nope. Hang on. I think this needs to be in a little tighter. Thank you. Uh, Hi, I'm Lily. Hi, Lily. I'm Marisol. Thanks again. I've been screwing with this thing for 15 minutes, so I'm feeling just a little foolish right now. Oh, don't. I was a roadie, very briefly. I have, honestly, I have about four tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> what was the band? Couldn't tell you. It's all a haze of glorious bad decisions. No. Well, they broke up because they couldn't agree on a name. The age-old struggle. So have you been to one of these before? How does it work? No idea. I'm just here to work sound and support Stella. Maybe you've heard of her? Bright kid, about this tall. She volunteered to film the pageant tonight, and let's just say she's got a vision. Very cool. Well, I hope it all pans out for her. Like a young Latina Werner Herzog. I'll be sure to get her autograph. It was nice to meet you. Hey, uh, do you actually mind if I stick close to you for a sec? Uh, not at all. What's... Later. Yeah, Stella's a really neat kid. I take it she's your daughter? You're not just a fan? Oh, no, 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 no. She's my niece. She's staying with me this summer while her parents travel. Oh, so you're the cool aunt. Well, kids don't really respect you if you try to be cool, but 
Yeah, I am. Hey, <laughs> I believe it. Sorry for that weirdness there. It's just, I thought I saw Eugenia Hewitt. And she keeps trying to set you up with her son, Daryl? Okay, Lily, you really should have led with your psychic powers. She's been doing that since he was about Stella's age. She used to tell me what a great couple we'd make. Meanwhile, the main thing I knew about this kid was he ate glue. (laughs) Not like a drug thing. That white school supply glue. Yeah, I don't know if he's kept that up, but like, there's only so many polite ways I can tell an old lady, Hey, good morning. I am, in fact, still a lesbian. So, Lily... How long are you staying? Lily, I found an empty hallway if you want a place to practice your totally off-the-cuff speech. I don't think there's time. Yeah, I should probably get going, too. Gotta make sure all the kids know how to talk into a mic. But maybe I'll see you later? Okay, kids. Places! Hi, everyone. Hazel Gibbons here, head librarian for Mount Absalom. I want to thank you all for coming. This day commemorates the 230th Founders Day pageant 200 years ago today. We have a great night ahead of us, but first, please rise for the town anthem. Towns don't have anthems. Are you sure? This is not a thing. Okay, Abby, it's not a thing. Grace the hills of Appalachia and the flats of was lovely. Tonight, we have a real treat for you. To commemorate the first ever Founders Day pageant, we have a pageant of our own, performed by our very own junior order, also known as the Cricket Scouts. So, sit back and let yourself be transported back to 1796. In a valley in what would someday be Ohio. Back then, it was just called Ohio Country. Because Ohio wasn't a state yet. That's right, Dylan. And a group of settlers... It didn't become a state until 1803. Wow, what an annoying kid. (laughs) Yes, that's correct, Dylan. Now, what does the Cricket Scout motto say about interruptions? Um. It says to quit being such a know-it-all, Dylan. It says to always show the proper respect to the proper people at the proper time. And does that mean you should apologize to Dylan, Mason? Sorry, Dylan. And does that mean we should respect the audience and perform the skit we wrote for them, Dylan? Sorry, Miss Gibbons. That's okay. A cricket scout is... Always watching and learning. That's right. (laughs) 
Sorry about that, folks. Just a little teaching moment there. Back then, it was just called Ohio Country, and a weary group of settlers were looking for a place to rest for a while. I'm so tired and thirsty. Let's take our oxen to that stream over there. Boo-hoo! Boo-hoo! Why is that strange man crying? Pardon us, mister. Why are you crying? My name is Reverend Silas Lodge. We were going to build a town. Who was going to build a town? You're all by yourself. This only seemed to make the Reverend sadder. I used to lead a traveling party once, but they're all gone. My money's on cholera. Shh. You see, a tribe of angry Native Americans had rode in and scalped everyone at the campsite. Everyone, that is, but the Reverend. What the actual hell? And now, here I am, a leader with no flock. Jumping Jehoshaphat. We just lost our Reverend to cholera. <laughs> We're a flock with no leader. Will you be our new Reverend? I don't know. Please. <laughs> Maybe a higher power brought us here today? Maybe so. I think it's trying to tell us something. I agree. We shall build a town right here. Huzzah! Huzzah! But what should we call it? I don't know. Let's sit and think on this hill. What's its name again? Mount Absalom? That's it! We'll call our town Mount Absalom! But won't that get confusing? No! So the settlers got to work, sawing and carrying and nailing until they had a row of tidy houses, a church, a real town hall, and a boarding house. Before they knew it, Mount Absalom was exactly the town that the Reverend had always dreamed it would be. And although he never forgot all the friends he had lost, he could always visit them at the local cemetery. And he knew he could always make new friends, too, here in the town built from tragedy. Who wants to be my friend? I do, I do. Because Reverend Lodge knew, as beautiful as this land is, here in the lush, green Ohio Valley, the, the most important part is the people. <laughs> And so life continued in quiet, peaceful Mount Absalom until one day. Hey, is it just me, or is this the perfect place to grow some celery? <laughs> but that is a story for another time. The end. Let's hear it for our cricket scouts. Abby, are you okay? No. All right. To wrap things up, a few words from one of our newest citizens, Lily Harper. Oh, I'm not... I'm just visiting. It is so lovely to have you. Lovely to be here, Hazel. Is it time for me to say a few words? I Thanks. So... Basically, I'm here to study the local architecture, its past, its present, and hopefully its future. But like that kid said in the play tonight, a town is really defined by its people. The things we build are always going to contain an imprint of us. 
Before I got here, I did a little research on the early days of Mount Absalom. Some of you might know the name Hezekiah Bennington. She was one of the settlers who first met the Reverend Silas Lodge in 1796. In fact, the Ohio Historical Society has a copy of a letter she sent to her brother, Ezekiel Bennington, in Cincinnati later that year. She says the party found a lodge surrounded by some 50 dead men, women, and children, but she notes that not a one of them seemed to have a mark on them. The way she describes their husk-like bodies and sunken, bluish faces is much more consistent with sickness, specifically cholera. Cholera is a bacterial infection of the small intestine. Not a pretty way to go. Basically, you drink some dirty water and spend the next week yourself to death. For the love of there's children present. There are, and you were fine telling them about a brutal massacre that almost certainly never happened. <laughs> we have sources. We have eyewitness accounts. Are any of your accounts reliably dated back to 1796? Or are we dealing with a bunch of people who suddenly remembered something 20 or 30 years later? Maybe when those friendly townsfolk needed an excuse not to feel so bad about the whole trail of tears thing? If you have objections to the way we handle our history, you can feel free to write a letter to the local history club instead of disrupting a pre-scheduled event to sling accusations. What tribe supposedly even did this? Well, unfortunately, they didn't manage to leave a calling card, so... Because in the 18th century, there had been about a half dozen tribes who lived off and on in this area. But they were forced to sign the Treaty of Greenville in 1795, and that ceded all this land to the U.S. Now, there were stragglers here and there, but I have to think that murdering 50 white settlers a year after signing that treaty would have been something of a big deal. I can't believe you don't even have a tribe name. If you're going to invent your history from whole cloth, at least get the details straight. Marisol, cut their mic. No, I'm good. It's okay. I'm done. Guess I can go ahead and kiss that restricted collection goodbye, but whatever. Enjoy your meat party. I am out of here. Hey, Abby, I'm sorry about how all that went. Why? It was a perfect history pageant. A little song, a little dance, a little forging your own mythology on the backs of the people you've crushed. Want a cigarette? I don't smoke. Young people these days, I tell ya. Think I changed anybody's mind in there? It's a little early to say. Yeah, me neither. If there's one thing this country's good at, it's forgetting. That and believing its own bullshit. You don't have to tell me. I lived through Nixon. Kidding. Kind of. Hey, if you really believe that, why do what you do? I don't know. It's the only thing I'm really good at. Well, don't count yourself out yet. I just wish I had those goddamn primary sources. Hmm. About that... There is no secret collection. I was just having a bit of fun. What? Abby. Yeah. Hilarious. You lied to me. You were so set on not going, and I thought, here you are. You came all this way to study the town, and you're not even trying to meet anyone, and that'd be such a shame. Don't try to paint this like you are doing me a favor. Where are you going? Call me when you need a ride back. Until then, I am not sticking around. See ya.
Okay, Dorothy, time to enjoy your very last cigarette before you quit for good. The last one ever. Right here. Gah! Mom, what are you doing out here? Uh, ready to go? Actually, I was going to ask if you're okay staying a little longer. Why? What's... Hey, Dot. Marisol, how's it going? Marisol runs the record store. Did she tell you? We weren't really talking business, but, uh, yeah. Can't miss it. We're like 25% of Main Street. Not because we're enormous or anything, just, uh, like... No, I've been to Main Street. I get it. Yeah, our address is, get to Main, look around. No, not the auto shop. The other one. (laughs) You should stop by sometime, Lily. I'd love to. Let's go back inside. We're missing the raffle. Dot, are you coming? I... Yeah, no problem. Hello? Chester? It's Hazel. I know I said we'd have the pageant under control, but we've got a bit of a situation. No, the children remember their lines. That's not... I I need to ask you... No, no, it wasn't a disaster. There was a minor scene. It'll be the talk of the town for a few days, and then somebody will get drunk in public or bring a dry cake to the bake sale, and the talk will move on. I I just need to ask you, what did you say to the children? I'm not implying anything. I'm only saying you know how kids talk. Nothing? Are you sure? Then how'd Abigail Douglas find out about the special collection? This episode features... Shariba Rivers as Lily. Krista D'Agostino as Hazel. Marsha Harmon as Dot. Kathleen Hoyle as Abby. Amelia Bethel as Marisol. Abby Dowd as Mason. Kat Evans as Stacy. Jeffrey Gardner as Dylan. Written by Jessica Best. Sound design by Misha Stanton. Directed by Jeffrey Nils Gardner. Music composed by Stephen Poon. And Jessica Best. Recording engineer Mel Ruder. Unwell lead sound designer, Ryan Sheely. Executive producers, Eleanor Hyde and Jeffrey Nils Gardner. By HeartLife NFP. HeartLife wishes to acknowledge that the land where we live, work, and tell our stories is occupied land. Unwell takes place in southern Ohio, which is the territory of the Miami people. Unwell is produced in Chicago, Illinois, which is the territory of the Peoria, the Potawatomi, and the Miami peoples. Hey everybody, this is Eleanor. And this is Jeffrey. We are the executive producers of Unwell from HeartLife NFP. This episode is brought to you by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Please enjoy the show. And a special thanks to our supporting producers, Caitlin White, Bill Gardner, Steve Diamond, James Battle, and Anton S. Bubble, 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 bubble.
Let's fizz. Let's fizz. Let's fizz. Let's fizz. Celery, spicy, celery, cool, celery, spicy, celery, cool. What, what, what? Soda. What, 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 what? Soda. Soda. Headset back right now. Abby, I need that headset back right now. Really? Celery, soda, cool. Yeah, I need that celery. Spicy, bubble, celery, soda, cool. Yeah, I need that celery. Spicy, promising. Abby, I'm still using it. I have to be at work in three minutes. I'm in a flow. Do I just rip it off your head? Is that what's going to happen? Flow is ruined. You did say I could use your headset. I said that once, last week. All right, keyboard. Dance with me. I'm so glad I could help you with that issue, Diane. Thank you so much for calling Spoodle Customer Support, and have a wonderful day. Two minutes. Two minutes. One more call. Thank you for calling Spoodle Customer Support. My name is Lily. Can I have the email address associated with your account? Okay. And for security verification, can I have the last four digits of the bank account or the credit card on file for the account holder? Thanks so much for providing me with that information. Finally, can I have your first and last name? Hello, Emily. How can I assist you today? I see. I'd be happy to help you with that issue. So, the post office typically takes two to five business days to deliver a package. Okay, no, I totally understand. It's very confusing, but that's just the first date in a range and the package. Yes, Emily, I understand your frustration, but the package is not technically late until the delivery window is elapsed. 
I understand your frustration, but I would just ask that you wait until the delivery window has elapsed. Lily Bell? Mom, go away. Yes, I understand you want a refund, but it's against Spoodle policy to give a refund until the entire delivery window has elapsed. Do you want some tea? Or a hand grenade? I understand your frustration, and I will be happy to transfer you to my supervisor. But if you just wait another day, I really think it will be delivered. Oh, tell her to go to hell. Right. Tell Except her, listen, that it's friend, not technically late as of today, so I'm afraid I'm unable to refund your you money really at this time. If you could up, please okay? call back okay? on Friday, then lighten I would be happy get to. There when it gets there. It's not late. You're saying it's late, but it's not late. I'm sorry that you're dissatisfied with my service. Please give me one more chance to solve your problem because at Spoodle, the customer is... Hello? Emily? The customer is an asshole. The customer is always right, Mom. I think she heard you. Good. Want to help me in the garden? You shouldn't be messing with the garden until you get off your crutches. I'll pay you. I have a job. I want us to bond. Mom, we have dinner together every night. I live in your house. We are constantly interacting. But we're not bonding. Can we please bond later? I feel like I'm at my bondage limit. I'm going to take a walk. Hard day at work. And in that window there, second from the right on the top floor, you can sometimes see the ghost of Miss Lina Wave. (coughs) Let's see if we can spot her. Anyone? Anyone's here? Our dear Miss Lina, she's one of the friendly ones. Others, not so much. (laughs) Right this way, ladies and gentlemen. The Fenwood House has many secrets, and many of its inhabitants have shared tales of the supernatural going-ons, both on the grounds and inside the house. Dad, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to get out of this. Torture? Mm, Let's venture inside. But mind you, step carefully on the floorboards. I'll talk to you later. Be careful not to make them creep for a liberty. Say hey to Mama C for me. It was in 1937 Love you. that Bye. Old Man Gideon made that fatal error. <gasps> are you waiting to murder me? No. Then why are you crouched in the bathroom with a wrench? Waiting for my cue. And one night, Old Man Gideon caught a kill. Are you serious? Lily, get away from the radiator. Some say you can still hear him to this day. Pounding on the radiators, praying for the heat to come. He's so full of it. Is the whole tour completely made up? There are dabs of truth. What parts? I think a Gideon did live in the house at one point. Probably. Someone with a G name. Very impressive. And the house really was in the Civil War. Really? Yes, it was used as a Union military hospital. What? At the Battle of Mount Absalom. Mom, that's made up. Well, the skirmish of Mount Absalom. It was part of Morgan's raid. Look it up. Yeah, I'll get right on that. I'm going to shower. So can you, yeah, leave? 
Thanks. All right. Have fun. Hey, no one flush a toilet or turn on any hot water for 20 minutes, okay? But what exactly don't you like about it? It's all just very... Brutalist? Like from the brutalist period? Because it is. Very harsh. All the concrete. Architecture should at least attempt to be beautiful. Where's my phone? No, it should attempt to be striking. To expand your mind. Has anyone seen my phone? No. Wes? You had it when you disturbed my tour group. Okay, so I had it an hour and a half ago. Helpful. Let me call it. Ringing. I don't hear anything. It's on vibrate. You just... Everyone be super quiet. This is going to be impossible with all this house racket. Voicemail. Where'd you last see it? I don't remember. Ringing. No one move. Who is that? Dottie. Mom, stop. I lost my phone. Want me to call it? Abby already I already is. am. Don't make the stairs creak. I'm going to the bathroom. Just wait. It'll take one second. This will take one second. Just wait. Silence. Voicemail. We'll have to work systematically. I'll assemble the equipment. Okay. Wes, can you turn off the radiators? Why? Because why are they even on? It's July. Some of our guests might get chilly. I can't have that. It's inhospitable. Well, it's like 80 degrees in here, so I'm not super sure you have to worry about that. And I can't turn them off because they go on automatically when it gets below 72. And the temperature's taken in the basement. In the basement? Yes, to ensure that the house is sufficiently warm. Better to err on the side of cozy, warm toes than frozen ones. Go turn them off. Just go, or else I'm going to go down there with a wrench like the ghost of whoever and just start destroying pipes. You're too attached to your phone. Nope, I am not attached enough, which is why I lost it. Okay. Field recorder has full power and an empty memory card. We'll go through each room systematically. I think that's overkill. It's the only way to pick up the fainter parts of the soundscape. And we can isolate and remove the excess noise on my laptop. Shall we? Okay. How much power does your phone have? Like 5%. Assumed as much. I'll work fast. Recording. This is the kitchen. Calling now. Taking down the wind chimes? Take two. Kitchen, calling now. Thank God. Silence! No, don't move. No one move. I'm coming back upstairs. Stop! I said no one move. Voicemail. Wes, what's the dripping? The sump pump? Turn it off. The basement will flood. Just for two minutes. Okay, but I'm turning back on the radiator. Wes! I don't know if you're going to find this thing. Just give me two minutes without the radiators and the sump pump and with no one moving. No cold toesies. It's summer! Perfect hospitality. That's the Fenwood way. We are nothing but hospitable here.
calling. Murder me. We're not going to get clean audio anyway unless that banging stops. What banging? Oh, yeah. What is that? Wes, what's that banging noise? Ah, it must have fallen over. What is it? It's just a thing for the ghost tour. It's in the attic storage room. Uh, don't worry about it. Can you stop it? I have to go down and keep an eye on the sump pump. I'll do it. The door's locked. So give me the key. Wes, the key. All right. But don't touch anything up there. If you need to turn the hand off, there's a button by the base. But it's very delicate. What's the hand? No idea. Let's go before he changes his mind. I've tried to pick the lock on the attic storage a few times, just out of boredom. I can't ever seem to get it. I can pick a lock. Really? It's not hard. But why is it locked? It's the only locked door in the house. The bathrooms don't even have locks. That is weird. So why is the door wide open? Puzzling. Might have been the wind. There's a crazy draft in this room. What is this hand he was talking about? Perhaps the mannequin hand clumsily attached to a motor currently banging against the floorboards? What? Oh, that. It's weighted horribly. No wonder it fell. That's from the ghost tour. I remember he said, Ooh, look, Miss Whoever is waving from the window. Well, when ghosts are figments of your imagination, you have to resort to lies. Let's see what's hiding in these trunks. Wes did say not to touch anything. Exactly. He won't leave us up here alone for long. Gather ye data while ye may. What's in there? Tomes. Handwritten. A diary? Notes from a novel? Ah, their script was so enthusiastic in the 19th century. I'll need my magnifying glass. Please say I've happened upon the diaries and letters trove. Oh, this trunk makes me giddy. Yeah, well, be giddy for both of us. It's just a creepy old house full of creepy old crap to me. You'd think I'd get used to this place coming summer after summer as a kid, but the fear, or whatever, got worse. I peed on it once. On what? On the foundation of the house. What? It was really getting in my head. I kept thinking I was hearing things and the creaks and the shutters and the radiators. I was so scared. I just got, like, angry. I was like, hey, no, you're scared of me. House, you need to walk around looking over your shoulder because of me. I don't know. I was 17 and drunk. I did say I was sorry afterward. That seems, like, anthropological. What do people do in small towns when there aren't any cows to tip? Pee on things. Right on the marble foundation. I think you peed on a bank by accident. No, the house has marble foundations. Haven't you noticed that? That's so funny. You can't tell the difference between limestone and marble. No, they're marble. It's a fancy house. It was. That's like if I told you the water pipes are solid gold. Maybe they didn't want the house to go anywhere. <gasps> was that a roach? It's glass. This window's broken. Look. Someone threw a rock in? Someone threw a rock out. But there's glass everywhere. But there's no rock. I think that's enough poking around. Did someone break a window? I guess. These are 200-year-old window panes. They're priceless. They're irreplaceable. Who would do this? 
Did you do this? No. What? What is that? Ew. Bird poop. A bird broke the window. Impossible. Look. A feather. Looks like a morning dove. That's seriously impossible. Stop saying that. I'm just reading the data. You can't get tied up in this is impossible. This is the only possible solution. You just think what happened, and you look at the data, and you're like, oh, that happened. A bird broke the window, then flew out the door, across the hall, into Lily's room, and took her phone. Last bit was needless hypothesizing. But the bird did get out of this room. No, the door's locked. It was wide open when we got here. What? Yeah. A bird stole my cell phone? Let's just follow the evidence and see where it leads. You probably dropped your cell phone while on your angsty walk through the cemetery earlier. I dropped my phone while talking on it. Is that what you're saying? How are you 16 and don't know how phones work? It'll turn up. You can go without calling your father for one day. I can't go to work without my cell phone. You take the calls on your computer. Yes, but if I need to pick up a shift suddenly, that's on my phone. If my supervisor texts me and I don't respond in one hour, I get docked points. And if I lose too many points, I get suspended. And if I get suspended, then I don't have money. Then I have to move out. So. I'm sorry if I was dismissive before. If it's important to you, then it's important to me. We'll find it. Well, that should be easy, seeing as you're the one who took it. I didn't take it. This bird scenario is very interesting. I went out this door. Look, another feather here. But surely someone would have seen it, or at least evidence of it. Anyone have feces on their shirt? <gasps> it's under my sweater! I'm sorry, I just remembered. Phone's under my sweater. I knew it was someplace weird. I remember thinking, okay, you're never going to find it, but I put the phone on my desk, and then I think I threw my sweater over it. But not like over it, just on the desk. And I think the sweater covered it. What is this? Morning Dove. What is a feather doing in my room? So you don't think you misplaced your phone, you think a bird, dove. dove, came in and took it. What you're saying is impossible. I obviously think that you took it and then put a bird feather by my phone, hoping that would connect the dots, and then you broke a window. I would never break a window of this house! That's enough of that! If you think I would deliberately harm any part of this house, it's a lie. I don't know. Maybe it was a bird. Dove. But why would a dove take a phone? I minored in human psychology, not avian. Because it was shiny? I'm not super concerned with the why. It has a case. It's not that shiny. You're spending too much time on the why and not on the where. That's really all that matters, right? Where is your phone? I mean, sure. The bird adds an inconvenient layer of chaos. Let us re-engage the field recorder. Just say it's gone forever. We'll find it within the hour. This is not even the hardest thing I've done today. All right. Fifteen rooms captured. Analysis impending. Sit there. Don't touch those... Is that my scarf? That's on loan, yes. Temporarily. You're welcome. Let me just... I have to finish my train of thought. Who's wondering about... What is this for? For the contest to rewrite the celery jingle. Winner gets a tour of the bottling works and $500. I'm just your classic impoverished academic at heart. Computer, upload audio. 
Your computer has voice control? No, I just sometimes narrate my actions. Sorry, bad habit. All right, this is the first recording. Uh, that peak right there should be the wind chimes, right? We'll just isolate that. Let me make sure that's what we think it is. Oh, sorry, that's at 25%. Let me change the tempo. Play it again, slow. Those are the wind chimes. Those are the wind chimes. I don't hear your phone. Play the rest. It's interesting, I suppose, but it's not helping us find your phone. Some people are trying to talk to us. It's just noisy data. What does that mean? It means it's meaningless. It's a distraction. I'm sure there are multitudes of samples that, if you slowed them down, they'd sound like human words. But what does it mean? My goals for this evening are threefold. First, find your phone. Second, lay down some more sweet beats. Third, plug the 1920 census into my spreadsheet. Contemplate noisy data isn't on the list, you might notice. You have to admit it's interesting. It's not interesting, it's annoying. I hate noisy data, I hate it. What if the ghosts are real? I am here in spite of any ghost talk, not because of it. You know that ghosts are not, in fact, real. Well, we don't know. And what's more likely, a bird taking my phone or ghosts? A bird taking your phone is improbable, yes, but technically possible, depending on the size of its talons and the texture of your phone case. Dead people being able to speak is impossible. End transmission. Well, I mean, impossible This is, is a... an exasperating conversation. Sorry. I don't mean to. I just think those mysterious voices on your recordings were weird. That's all. Noted. Sorry. You should check the graveyard for the phone. If the dove made it out of the house, it was heading for the woods. I doubt it could carry it far. Likely dropped it. I'm going to get back to my beats. Okay. Ugh. Ah, you found it. Yeah. Good. Is something wrong? Nope. Yep. I've just been suspended from my job. Why? My last customer gave me zero out of five stars. So now my negative feedback rating is 3%. And that's over the threshold, so... I'm suspended. She was just a bitch. I'm sure they'll reinstate me once they review the recording. But the appeals process takes at least 15 business days on their end, so... 
So now I just don't have a job. I don't know. Maybe I can move in with my mom. You're funny. Yep. Laugh crying. My favorite. Hey, who's the one in the night that I should be afraid of? I don't know. Because I heard something. Don't mention it again. And don't ask Dottie. It'll upset her. Okay. You're protected. Don't worry. Oh, just don't even... Don't try to make me feel better, especially like that, because I really have enough in my brain right now. I'm just going to forget about it. Good. There's nothing to worry about. Okay. You found it! See, I told you you just dropped it somewhere. Want some coffee? Got a fresh pot? Mom. I need a job. Oh, honey. I am so glad. This episode features... Shariba Rivers as Lily. Michael Turrentine as Wes. Marsha Harmon as Dot. Kathleen Hoyle as Abby. Written by Jessica Wright Buha. Sound design by Ryan Sheely. Directed by Jeffrey Nils Gardner. Music composed by Stephen Poon. Recording engineer Mel Ruder. Unwell lead sound designer Ryan Sheely. Executive producers Eleanor Hyde and Jeffrey Nils Gardner. By Heartlife NFP. Heartlife wishes to acknowledge that the land where we live, work, and tell our stories is occupied land. Unwell takes place in southern Ohio, which is the territory of the Miami people. Unwell is produced in Chicago, Illinois, which is the territory of the Peoria, the Potawatomi, and the Miami peoples. Again, that was Unwell, episodes three and four, The Pageant and Rifled, produced by Heartlife NFP. For more information and episodes, head to their website at unwellpodcast.com and hear more about what Heartlife has been up to, including Our Fair City and their Patreon. Go to ourfaircity.com and patreon.com slash heartlifenfp. And that's it for tonight. Thank you again to Heartlife and the folks at Unwell for sharing their story with us tonight. Next week, our friends from Voices in the Wind Audio Theater will be here with us to share another fairy tale before the December holidays arrive. If you decide you need to hear a bit of MAT before then, you can find all of our past episodes at MidnightAudioTheater.com. And you can get our Friday show announcement by liking our Facebook page. Also, feel free to send us suggestions of what you'd like to hear on MAT by emailing us at MidnightAudioTheater at gmail.com. We can't always play everything that's recommended, but we are always happy to hear from you. We'll be back next week, audio drama fans. Same bat time, same bat channel. I'm Kathy Brunella signing off. Have a good night and stay tuned. The BBC World News is coming up next.